You're listening to the Writing Wall Podcast, and I'm your host, Stacey Hawks. Every second and fourth Saturday of the month, I will be here at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many other platforms. This podcast is designed for indie authors to have a platform to share their books, their poetry, and their stories. We also feature well-known and traditional writers that are from my home state of North Carolina, while also featuring local writers from my backyard right here in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of Allegheny County. You can connect with us on Twitter at The Writing Wall or on Instagram at WritingsOnTheWall85 and grab our links there to our website so that you can keep up with what's happening with our monthly newsletter. Newsletters go out the first of every month and you can also sign up to follow us on the Wix app because everyone has a story. We want to hear yours. What is your story? Welcome to the Writing Wall Blog and Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Hawks, and I had the privilege of speaking with our Writer of the Week, Melina Droga. She is a multi-genre author with a lifelong love of books. Moreover, she has written this fabulous World War I trilogy that I think everyone should check out, and nine nonfiction books. Melina, thank you for being our Writer of the Week and for being part of the Writing Wall Podcast this evening. Thank you very much. Please introduce yourself to our listeners and share a little bit about yourself. My name is Lena Driga. I live in Ohio. I'm a multi-genre author. I'm the author of nine nonfiction books, six historical fiction books, and I have an as-yet-unpublished contemporary series in the works. What era of history are you particularly interested in and why? Well, I would have to say that that's the 1910s, although for my upcoming work, which will be published next year, I went a little further back in time into the 19th century. I will say that I feel most comfortable from about 1880 forward, however, so I don't think I'd want to go any further back in time than that. There's just something about that era that feels very familiar and comfortable. It's very difficult to explain in what sense, but it, it, it seems like certain people are drawn to certain eras, and that's what the 1910s does for me, although a little further back in time still has that feel to it, but any further back, and I find it a little difficult to connect with or to imagine myself living there. Share with listeners what your book, Adjust Adjustment Year is about. Adjustment Year is the third book in my World War I trilogy, and it each one is a standalone story, and it is the homecoming story. In it, our heroine from the first book, Hetty, is returning back home to Canada where she is learning to adjust to being a civilian again after her time as a war nurse. And she's also married to a different man. She had a husband in the first book who was killed in the line of duty and she's adjusting to life with her new in-laws and they do not treat her very well. So because I, like many in the writing community, follow you on Instagram and Twitter, I certainly notice your love for hard rock. How does music play a role in your stories? I am into hard rock. It is part of my writing process in that it must be playing in order for me to be productive. There's just something about it that keeps me focused and at times keeps me awake uh, depending on what time of day I may happen to be writing. In a weird sense I feel like World War One is an era that lends itself to hard rock just because it, it's so serious and heavy. Okay so now the music lover in me is dying to ask if you had to pick a rock song for adjustment year what would be the rock song? Chevelle Saturdays. 
How long did it take you to write this book from the time you conceived the idea all the way to publication? I'm not sure exactly because I did take a very lengthy break in between it, which maybe in the long term ended up being a good thing because I think it ended up better because I had returned to it with fresh eyes. I would say that the trilogy as a whole probably took about 10 years. Adjustment Year probably once I got back to it was the quickest one to write, maybe two years. While conducting research for your books, was there any particular piece of information that you found interesting or anything that stood out? There were various things. Unfortunately, none come to mind at the moment. There were, it was just this process of finding something new and being like, oh, I could use that. Even if it was just one sentence that it added something to the story to be able to say, this was what it was like at the time. And I'm sorry, I can't think of an example at the moment. It's been a while since I've been working on these new projects that I've been researching the era, but that happened quite a number of times. What was the most difficult scene for you to write in Adjustment Year or one of your other books in this series? I would say probably the most difficult scene is when her first husband dies from his war wounds because she is there at the time. So I had to imagine myself as how would I feel in this situation? And of course, that's something that none of us want to ever be put through. So outside of writing, what is something that you enjoy doing? Other than listening to music, you mean? <laughs> Photography is one. I do enjoy that. I like taking shots of landscapes, especially, or cityscapes. Not so much portraits, but definitely photography. Unfortunately, that's something I usually only get to do when we go on vacation, which we haven't done much of because of the pandemic. And travel is another thing that I do enjoy doing. I also exercise every day. Yoga. That's usually what you'll find me doing if I'm not working. I'm either <laughs> doing housework or doing yoga. <laughs> Same here. I was really productive as far as house cleaning went in the last year. But other than that, speaking of the pandemic in the last year, how have you changed the way you market and promote your books? I know my writing process has changed. I'm not sure if my book promotion has changed. Although I did notice when the pandemic first began and there was the people hoarding toilet paper and all the shortages at the store that book sales dropped dramatically. It wasn't just my books. I was noticing other authors posting on Twitter and other places about their sales dropping. And I was like, isn't that interesting? Because I was talking to some people who were outside the field and they're like, well, you would think the opposite would happen because people need that escapism. Do you believe in writer's block? And what is something you did keep yourself motivated to write? I suppose it could happen for some. I'm very much a planner, so I have everything planned out, which means if I have to leave the story for a few days or even longer, I can come back and pick up where I was pretty easily. I know that not everyone does that. Some people like to just let the story flow. And in that case, I could see that writer's block could occur just because you don't exactly, you haven't thought out, well, okay, what am I going to do next? And then you sit there wondering what you're going to do next. This is so true when you're doing a genre like historical fiction. And I was taught, you know, you structure your papers, you, you make the citations, you do the research and your homework to make sure that you know the outcome and drive across your point. Oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, for me, too, it's like I don't I know some writers super plan. I Maybe I'm somewhere in the middle where I do have all my chapters divided into scenes and I know what's going to happen. And if I have a line of dialogue that I've thought up in advance, I'll write that down there too. So I don't forget it by the time the time comes to write the scene. But I do like to let the story guide me a little bit, but that's always helped me picking back up if I have to take a break. So who is or who are your biggest support or supporters when it comes to your writing? I have to say my husband, John, who also is my copy editor. He has 30 plus years experience in that field. So we're a good team together, bouncing ideas and the like off of each other. And I also have some friends who are authors, although they're at a, a novice stage, I suppose you would say. So they're not quite at the same level, but I'm able to talk to them as well. 
And I've met some nice people online too, which I don't know that I would call them necessarily supporters, but at least they understand the process and what's happening. I 100% agree with this. The writing community is a great place to go for writerly support, but it's also a great place to learn more about the craft and to learn other things about the business and marketing of books. Oh, exactly. And it feels like no matter how much you learn, there's still more to learn. <laughs> what advice would you give writers who are hoping to publish? Well, as we've just said, you never seem like you're completely prepared. So I would say, you know, do as much research as you can. Find out about the market and how it works. Be patient. I emphasize that. Be patient. Know that you're not going to please everyone. So don't let those negative comments bother you. Although I also know that's easier said than done than for most of us creative folks. And be persistent. <laughs> How can listeners follow you on social media and where can they find your books? First off on social media, I do have a Twitter account, though I haven't really used it in a while. I'm primarily active on Instagram and I also have a YouTube channel where I will post things on occasion, some behind the scene things, uh, book trailers and that sort of thing. Books are available on Amazon. The books that I have already published are also on Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Apple Books and some other places. Uh, you can find all that through my website. The upcoming books will be published first on Amazon, and then I will release them to wider release a few months later. Melina, thank you again for being part of the Writing While Blogging podcast this week. I have enjoyed getting to learn more about your trilogy, and I hope and encourage others out there to also have a look. You can follow Melina Druga at Melina Druga on Instagram and Twitter, and you can grab all of her links on her Writer of the Week blog available on our website. Grab all of our platforms and information on our Linktree URL when you follow us on Instagram at WritingsOnTheWall85 or on Twitter at the writing wall. This season of the Writing Wall blog and podcast is brought to you by S.E. Smith. You can visit S.E. Smith on her website, www.sesmithfl.com, to learn more about her books and the Get My Book Out There podcast with co-host Norrell Todd. To learn who our next Writer of the Week is, stick with our social media pages for the announcement tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. When I come back, we're going to do a writerly DL segment, so stick around. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Writerly DL, this shameless self-promo Saturday. I'm going to jump into a topic that some of us can certainly relate to because we're not just writers and authors. We're also bloggers and podcasters. I'm talking about the difference between live and recorded podcasting and the pros and cons thereof. So here goes. Pre-recorded podcasts have what we call evergreen content. This content goes on and on and on forever. So anyone can listen to a podcast at any given time and they can download it. And it also means that once you record it and it's published, you hit that button, anyone can find it at any given time. When we started this podcast, we talked about doing live versus pre-recorded. Pre-recorded worked for us because it gave us all the ability to talk to our guests more, gain more insight into the books that we're talking about, and to also create more content, better content. It also allows us to slice up our recordings, edit out dead air, and just you know, make it sound as great and as terrific as we can for the authors that we represent here on the blog and podcast. That's my number one goal. That's our team's number one goal. We can also slide in breaks and advertising spots. 
for local writing events, book events, or local writers and indie authors. And then, hey, we have some great times picking out the music <laughs> for you guys and your interviews. We love it. I love it. I love picking out music for segments like this. It's fun, it's creative, and it allows me to kind of express my personality on the podcast a little bit. I'm also going to tell you that it's easy to do a pre-recorded podcast because it's not. It definitely takes time. And unless you have someone to help you like I do, <laughs> it's going to be quite time consuming. It takes a little bit to record. It takes a little bit to interview. It takes a little bit of everybody to do everything from the mixing to the editing to the actual loading of the show. So thank you to all those who assist me each week to make sure that these get out and are well edited. One major difference between a pre-recorded podcast and a live podcast though is in fact live is live. <laughs> you can't edit it. You can't take anything back. Once it's out there, it's out there. You didn't like how you sounded. Oh well. <laughs> you know, it's just there. But I mean, I've watched some really awesome live podcasts over the past couple of years being part of the writing community on Twitter and Instagram. The writing community chat show is one of those. They have a YouTube channel fantastic to watch. So does J.L. Rothstein. I love watching her show and the Charlotte Readers podcast. So bottom line, there are some great live podcast shows out there like the Writing Community Chat Show. You can always catch those guys. Sometimes they're doing something live. It's a lot of fun. And if you aren't following them, you should be. Shameless self-promo Saturday. Shout out to them. So it was actually brought up to me in a conversation with a friend, which is what made me think about this segment for the show. They said, you know, I wonder if they've had the individuals that do live podcasts. I wonder if they've had experience in pre-recorded podcasts before. And that's why they're so great at doing lives. I'm like, for sure they did. Because <laughs> I haven't. I haven't had that experience yet. I'm getting there. Slowly but surely, or as Johnny Cash said, one piece at a time. Okay, so final thoughts on the podcast being live or pre-recorded is this. It basically comes down to you. Just like your books do, just like your advertising and your promoing does, it all comes down to you and what's best for you. If you're thinking about a podcast, take some of these things into consideration. Do your research. And hey, feel free to reach out to other podcasters for advice. And maybe check into some groups too on social media or just reach out to those in the writing community because chances are someone is going to be willing to help. Stick around because when I come back, we're going to do the one thing everyone's been waiting for. That's right. I'm talking shameless self-promo Saturday shoutouts. You've finished your book, your beta readers have sent you their feedback, you're done with edits, and now you're ready to take the next step, formatting. Good news, you can find all your formatting and author service needs with Suzanne Manet and her author services that are now available on Fervor. Writers and authors can reach out to her for a quote at sgmanet at gmail.com or visit her website https colon forward slash forward slash sgmanet.com forward slash author services. Follow Suzanne on Instagram and Twitter too or drop by our website today. Because we all have a story, the Writing While Blogging podcast wants to help you share yours.
we're going to keep on with the hard rock theme this Saturday, I think. I think my manager is just, yeah, <laughs> he's jamming out to the hard rock. Anyway, so shameless self-promo Saturday shout outs. Let's go. My first shameless self-promo Saturday shout out is going to go to our former writer of the week, Miss Susan Beckham Zarenda. In case you all haven't checked out Bells for Eli, do that. She's an Ippy winner. She's also our new off the wall author. So if you haven't already, drop by the website, check out those great books. We have some more great surprises in store for September and some familiar faces from our Buy Me a Coffee page that you're all going to get to see or hear here on the Writing Wall Blogging Podcast. My next shameless self-promo Saturday shout-out is going to go to Hurricane Dario. Dario is up for a major award in Mexico. In case anyone hasn't heard, check out our conversation on the podcast from back in August because Dario is on top of it and we're wishing him all the best. My next shameless self-promo Saturday shout-out goes to author Russ Taylor. and You can follow him on Instagram, RussJ.Taylor and check out his books, A Season to Avenge, that is also on our Off the Wall page and his latest book, Return to Avenge. If you enjoy Bruce Willis type action, you're going to love Russ's books. So give him a look. They're available on Amazon and you can follow him on social media. If you haven't already heard, Devil's Ridge will be available this fall and you can check out our book trailer October the 1st across our social media platforms. Follow our sponsor site, Dividing Ridge Books at Dividing Ridge Author on Instagram or Facebook facebook.com forward slash dividing ridge 37 because on october 1st we'll have our pre-order and our launch dates ready to announce moving right along the next shameless self-promo saturday shout out is going to a fellow writing community member on twitter her name is ray lee logan and you can follow her at rayleigh logan one on twitter you can also check out her books she's also known as the hashtag pirate lady she writes historical romance mostly about hot pirates fiery damsels and evil villains so check out Ray Lee and support her on Twitter and give all of her books a look on Amazon. In the famous words of Jack Sparrow, Savvy? I love pirates. I could talk pirates all day, but I'm going to move on to the next shameless promo. It's for a thriller. That's right. Crucible of Fear, a thriller by D.W. Whitlock. He is on Twitter. Give his handle a look at D.W. Whitlock. Check out this awesome book graphic he has on there as well. A man's life in chaos, his young daughter at risk. What is a pound of flesh worth? Well, you're just going to have to find out by checking out D.W. Whitlock. Want to give another fellow author on Twitter a shout out. Her name or her tag is creativepins underscore. You can go on Twitter and find her book and it's called Deceit. Paperbacks and ebooks of Deceit are available now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and head over to her handle for more info. Been thinking about doing an audiobook recently? Well, check out Teresa Backen Narrator on Twitter. Her handle's at Backen Narrator and Backen is spelled B-A-K-K-E-N. Best of all, you can tune into this lady's podcast called Desideratum. When you visit her handle on Twitter, be sure to check out her Linktree URL for all of her stuff, including Llama Lessons in Reading Nation. Llama stay, Teresa. My next shameless promo shout-out is going to go to writer Vivian Rolfe on IG, and you can catch her at the handle at Vivian Rolfe. You can also hitch on to her Linktree URL there and visit all of her platforms. Vivian is a college student and the author of Shapeshifters and Shapeshifters The Quest. Both are available on Amazon for purchase. I love a good shape-shifting story, so I will definitely be adding a lot of these books to my TBR in the next few weeks. I'm also going to very, very quickly give a shameless self-promo shout-out to author Brenda Line, who has a book debuting on the 14th. Brenda's a writer, storyteller, and up-and-coming author. Her debut novel, Charlie's Mirror, is now available. You can visit her website, brendaline.com, line being spelled L-Y-N-E. Check her out on Instagram as well. Well, at aka Brenda Line. 
Are you looking for an exciting adventure? New magical worlds filled with beauty and wonder? Do you like talking cats? This may be the fantasy novel you're looking for. Check out author, author J. Mills on Twitter. His handle is at author J. Mills and his book called The Wild Expanse, The Wild Isles can be found on Amazon in Kindle and paperback formats. Stick around because when I come back, we're going to pay tribute to 9-11. Because everyone has a story, the Writing Wall Blog and Podcast wants to hear yours. What is your story? This 9-11 Remembrance Day is undoubtedly a hard day for all Americans to remember, but at the same time, it is the day to stand together and strive for making the world a better place. It's a day that we remember all the brave hearts and the brave souls who went in to save others. May we all come together and remember the lives lost this evening. And as Sandy Dahl said, wife of Flight 93 pilot Jason Dahl, if we learn nothing from this tragedy, we learn that life is short and there is no time for hate. The team and myself also just want to say thank you to all the servicemen and women out there and your families for the sacrifices that you make to ensure that we are safe. There are some great 9-11 podcasts out there in case you're interested in learning more about the events surrounding that day. Blindspot, The Road to 911 by the History Channel is one of those podcasts. This eight-episode podcast weaves together some five dozen interviews with government officials, academics, journalists, FBI agents, and even people with ties to the terrorists who carried out the attacks. Or you could check out Intelligence Matters Presents Remembering 9-11 by CBS News. Host Michael Morrill, former acting director of the CIA, interviews guests about where they were and what they witnessed on 9-11. Our City, Our Story, 9-11 Memorial and Museum. Oral historian Jenny Pachuki hosts this podcast series, which ran for two seasons between 2016 and 2018. Another of couple of podcasts that you can consider listening to about 9-11 is 10 Years In, This American Life, Chicago Public Media. This 2011 episode features interviews with six people who had appeared on This American Life between 2001 and 2010. Listeners can also tune in to The Weight of Dust, done by Frontline Dispatch and PBS. Frontline journalist Amy Gaines sheds light on the lasting health effects experienced by 9-11 survivors, likely from their exposure to toxic chemicals at the World Trade Center. Thank you for tuning in to the Writing Wall podcast this Saturday. Join us again Saturday, September the 25th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an all-new full episode with a brand new author and writer of the week. Listeners and followers can also tune in on September the 15th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a special Writing Corner episode. Because we all have a story, we want to hear yours. What is your story?
Anytime I purchase a book, I always review, and if I really enjoy reading your work, rest assured, it may be shared here on this podcast with my listeners and followers. Of course, I will do so with permission from the author or authors first. Please like, follow, and share this information with other writers, and if you ever need a writer's lift, visit me on social media. Thank you all again for being here for this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and learning more about the stories you weave.